0: After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes?
1: A job change and a couple pivots into for-profit leadership later, we're on the search to get that question answered.
0: If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that
1: the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build
0: it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement.
1: Years ago, I went to one of my favorite nonprofit events that I had ever been invited to. Um, a friend of mine was hosting a table. Uh, it was for a breakfast buffet, which was incredible right there. Um, but she was hosting a table and she had invited me. As was a friend who I had a lot of trust and respect with. We had a great relationship and um, she invited me and I invited a friend and we went to this event Um, The event was in this massive room. Breakfast foods are always great. Um, And they had a few speakers. And I don't really remember much of the speakers, but I do remember a couple of key things that they had. One is they had a booklet that explained what it is that they do. And this booklet had everything. It had high-quality paper, which was interesting Um, Because a lot of times with some materials I get from different nonprofits, you're trying to save as much money as possible. (laughs) But it had high quality paper, it had beautiful photographs It had all these stories that were just heart wrenching. And then in the middle of it, it had all of these statistics, these graphs, these numbers. And then the rest of the book kind of combined all the numbers with the stories and brought it all together. The people who spoke were everyone from like the head of the organization to some of the people who had been helped. And in the room, they had just a ton of spots for a ton of spaces for people to simply network and meet each other, which it wasn't about the nonprofit, but it was about the people who were there supporting the nonprofit, giving them a chance to connect. And then they also had um, a couple little side booths for people who wanted to learn a little bit more or hear a couple stories, or they actually had a VR setup uh, where you could experience life in one of the villages that they helped. Oh, that's So cool. super interesting. But what was so cool about this event that I appreciated so much was the nonprofit knew very clearly who their target donor was. They understood their personality. They understood what it was that they valued. They understood that the people in the room wouldn't look at the brochure and say, oh my gosh, this is nice paper. What a waste. They understood that the people in the room were, would say, oh my gosh, this is nice paper. And they would feel it and they would touch it and it would inspire them to page through it and see what was going on. And that the food included wasn't just a cost because I didn't have to pay for the food. I didn't have to pay for my place there. They understood that the people that they had rallied around them to host these tables would bring people who understood what it was that they were trying to accomplish so well that they would donate enough to make up for everything that they had spent. And the networking tables were interesting because this was a nonprofit that helped entrepreneurs in communities that were incredibly poor. And so they knew that the people coming would be entrepreneurs and they actually gave us a spot to meet other people in the room completely fascinating. So with that today, we want to have a discussion about understanding who your donors are, their personalities, their disc profiles, but then more than that moving into if we're going to talk about metrics and stories and start bringing them together, how do we do that with the people in mind who are going to partner with us? It's a big conversation because far too often nonprofit leaders have no idea who their ideal donor is. And when you're talking to everybody, Nobody hears you.
0: Yeah. You're actually talking to nobody. Yeah. We try to talk to everybody. It's interesting how many nonprofits and and businesses alike just, they get this idea, they have like a, you know, you have to have a target market and they think about target marketing in some aspects of aspects of their organization, but they don't think about target marketing in other aspects. And it Mm -hmm. really matters everywhere. For example, a church that's trying to reach their community, it's really easy for them to think of their target market as people in their community, maybe they have some other demographics that they're shooting for or whatever, but then they don't think about their target staff member, their target volunteer, their target donor. Um, A business might think about, okay, here's our target customer, our target market for customer but what's our target market for people we want to work with, like who we want to buy our products from. Like those things are really, really important to think through and to understand because it's not, the scattershot approach does not generate momentum. Mm -hmm. Scattershot approach gets thing, can get things done, but it doesn't really start to push the ball forward. And when you think through things, and you think through these uh, like personalities and target demographics of who you're wanting to work with and reach and um, work partner with with donations and all that stuff. When you think about it, kind of a, a holistic approach to your target demographics, you're going to find that you know the person that you buy your products from might lead you to a great customer because you actually thought through who are we going to buy our products from. Who are we going to gain influence with in that process that's going to help us to move our organization forward, right? And so with this conversation, we talk a lot about disk profiles just because it's kind of pretty easy to understand. There are a lot Mm -hmm. of really, really great tools out there for personality types. You got like Myers-Briggs and, you know, the disk profiles like the red, blue, yellow, green. A lot of people have seen that. There are a bunch of different, like, the weird Enneagram. ones. Enneagram. Like yeah. Enneagram. You've got the uh, Arno, Arno Profile. profiles.
1: Whole bunch of Understanding
0: stuff. these can be really helpful because it can help you to really think about, like, okay, if we're going to be talking to a room full of 50 people about donations specifically, we have to make sure that we have a really good idea of who our, like, prime. Target don- donor is going to be because they're going to be the person who resonates with our messaging and with our cause and our purpose the most. How do we actually talk to that person in a way that they go, Wow, this is the organization for me?
1: Mm-hmm. And this is an interesting, um, I don't want to say a dilemma, but. When you have two different groups of people who you're targeting, or three different groups, most nonprofits focus really, really, really heavily on um, this is our target demographic for the people we are trying to help. Mm-hmm. We know exactly who that person is, we know exactly what they look like, we know exactly what their family situation is, we know exactly all of the details about their life, we know who. This person is down to a T. I can tell you what music they listen to. I can tell you what shows they watch. I can tell you how they're spending their time um, in the evenings after work. I know this person. But not nearly as much thought is given to the other places, future staff members. Are you hiring someone based on their ability to like volunteer and they've done a good job? Or are you hiring someone because they in their mind have the exact same target demographic that they want to help? And so we forget to look at that. But then with donors, you end up with this whole, usually it's a completely different segment of people because they are not the ones who need the help, but they are the ones helping the cause in order to help more people. And when you're talking to them, a lot of times you need to recognize that the language that you use between the two is not going to be the same.
0: (laughs) However, the voice
1: behind the words needs to be the same. Yes, A donor cannot look at the information going out to the people you're trying to help and say, this doesn't even sound like the same organization. There has to be consistency. Otherwise, they're going to start to wonder, are they lying to me? Are they authentic? Are they genuine? And so the voice needs to sound the same, but the words that you use and the way that you say it might need to re- be a little bit different. Yeah,
0: the way you relate to mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. And so that's the first big piece of this is thinking through, you know, what what is the target donor? Like, what what are they like? How are they similar to you as the leader of the organization? How are they different from you? How are they similar to, uh, say, like a, a key volunteer who's really awesome in your organization? But also, how are they different? You know, maybe they they own a company and so they don't have time to volunteer, but they want to make a difference. And this is why they choose to donate rather than to, you know, give their time or something like mm-hmm. that. Right. So you have to really think through this so that way you can talk on their level and relate to them and provide something for them that gives them value. You know, when Lisa was talking about the event she went to, that they had that networking space because they knew that their key donors were entrepreneurs. They brought huge, immense value to those Absolutely. entrepreneurs in that room by just providing an area that, like, they already had everything else. All they had to do was just, like, make an area and put a sign on it that said, like, networking space or whatever, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it didn't really cost them anything, but they brought immense value because they knew they were providing a service, really, of creating a space that attracted other, non- other entrepreneurs that had a passion to, you know, change the world for the better. So thinking through that is huge. And you're going to have... Let's go into a little, little detail with, like, the disc profile thing because it's so easy to kind of talk about. But you have, you know, you're really leadership-oriented, get things done. Very uh, driven. Very driven personalities. They're red. You have your party on, like, let's have a lot of fun. Let's dance. Let's, you know, be the center of attention. Let's be woo, <clears throat> like those kind of people. Uh, those are yellows. Mm-hmm. Then you have really data driven, very pretty dry, like accountant type people are blues. <laughs> Lisa just glared at me.
1: i am red with a lot of blue. You know, you're
0: thinking like the Parks and Recreation, <laughs> that, uh, that hey, company that keeps trying to hire Ben Wyatt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there just all these like really dry accountants. And no, then, but I mean like that kind of person yeah. is like a really, really like. That's all there 100%. All the way blue. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have like really relational people, the people who love to just go and sit and have coffee with people or like just get together and hang out and they really super enjoy being with their family and all that stuff. Like they like Christmas with extended family. That's a green person. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it's really important to know who your donors are and what makeup between these different types there are. And like we said, there are a lot of great personality profiles out there. The nice thing about the DISC is that there's only four that you have to consider. And you can know if you're hitting the four, you're probably hitting most people in some capacity. Um, But what's interesting about this is when we talk to organizational leaders, and they're trying to assemble their metrics or bring in their stories – um, they don't often realize that their personal disk profile is determining what stories and what metrics they are pulling together. Right. Someone who's really, really, really read as a leader might be pulling together the stories of, like, here's the impact. Here's what we've accomplished. Here's, here's how growth. many people we've helped. Here's the growth mm. of the organization. Here's our year-over-year projections going into 2035, whatever it is. like. They might pull in metrics naturally that go that direction. They might say, We don't need stories. The story is we are winning.
0: <laughs> that that's is it. the story. <laughs> or
1: if you have someone who's much more green and on that side, that they probably want more stories about how people are being helped.
0: They want like emotional, like chicken soup for the soul type mm-hmm. stories.
1: But it's easy to assume that they don't want metrics. However, they still probably want the metrics because they want the proof that good is happening. But the metrics that they're probably interested in are how many families have been helped? How is the community doing better? How mm-hmm. are relationships improving? How can each person individually grow? And how is this impacting their future? <laughs> it's such, a,
0: such a totally different like approach. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's funny because when you when most people think metrics, they think their their idea of what metrics is is Mm -hmm. colored by their own personality type. Um, Blue, like a blue metric person is going to pull like the dollars and cents. They're going to know exactly how much time was spent on a thing, how much expense was on a thing, how much um, like they're going to, they're going to like really be focused on these very detailed things. And it's super important Yeah, because like without that kind of person, (laughs) you're you're probably bleeding a lot of, like you're a lot hemorrhaging a lot of money
1: yeah you and know. they want stories too as much as someone might look at that and say they don't care about stories ultimately they want to see stories it's just the story that they're going to read is probably going to be in the form of the explanation about the graph that they're looking at it's right. still a story though if you just put out the numbers and don't explain what the numbers mean in the larger context of your organization. Ultimately the numbers aren't gonna be enough.
0: They're gonna they're gonna love the stories they're gonna people. love stories like, <clears throat> you know, so and so gave a dollar and that dollar turned into an entire village was helped. Mm-hmm. Like they're gonna love that because they they see the value and they see the return on investment. Yes. Numbers really, really high. So you have to think through that perspective, like how are we showing and telling a story that shows a high return on investment. That's what like a blue is really going to resonate yep. with.
1: And know. then a yellow, who really enjoys fun. Um, I've heard some people say they don't really care about metrics or stories, and that's just not true. It's just they care about different metrics and different stories. Right. They might like to know more things about, um, oh my gosh, we got to build this house for this orphanage, and we got to paint all the walls a really pretty pink color because the girls live there. Um, I know one nonprofit who every year they bring in princess dresses to the orphanage and all of the girls get to do a princess day where they get to dress up kind in of dresses stuff. and tiaras and yep. like all that kind of stuff. And the metrics that they might want to hear about is like, how are we like bettering their lives? Not necessarily their relationships, but their did they get a special meal? Did they get to go on a field trip? Did they get to um, mm-hmm. go shopping? Maybe it's like a new business owner. It's like did they get to go to the store and buy the thing? Did they get to choose the paper? Did they get to go, like, in, what What did their family do? The, did they get a celebration? Like, they want to know that kind of stuff. And just because it's different metrics and different stories doesn't mean that none of the group cares about metrics or stories.
0: Right, yeah, they want to hear the metrics that show we're creating experiences for people in the organization, for people we're trying to help. Like, they're the kind of people that when they see a picture of a group of like 15 people like tearing the walls off of a house and then like repainting it and making it all nice or whatever. They're like, Oh, that looks like that was so much fun to be a part of and to note that it felt so good to provide that for somebody like that's, that's the thing that really will resonate with a more yellow type personality. And the reason that we kind of talk through all these is because It's important that, first of all, you as the leader recognize which one you gravitate toward. Yeah. And recognize that, one, you're probably going to very easily be able to connect with other leaders who are like you. Mm -hmm. And that's not a that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, But you also need to factor in then how do I still uh, connect and talk to and communicate with well with the other groups and then on top of that, then you need to think, step back again and say, okay, who is our like key donor type? Are mm-hmm. they like me or are they not like me? Because they might not be, you know, the thing that you're trying to accomplish, there might be a better donor type of, you know, personality type that makes more sense for you to say that should be the kind of people that we make our events focused around
1: yeah and part of this too is as you're going through whatever it is you're creating whether it's a brochure or an event that you're doing or a year-long planning to increase giving whatever it is you need to know that your metrics and your stories throughout the entire process cover the metrics and stories for each personality type and doesn't mean on this page we're doing red on this page is blue on this page like But it needs to be this interwoven story where you make sure that each type of person can end up um, in that in some capacity. So for this event, it was interesting. Uh, There were a ton of entrepreneurs there. The person who invited me uh, worked for herself, and she is very red with a little bit of blue. Like, probably just a smidgen, but she's very, very red. Uh, We met through, I don't know, someone was like, I feel like you two should meet each other. So we went and grabbed coffee and became really good friends. Um, And so she invited me to the event. And I'm very red with a bit more blue than her, but still, like, we're very similar. Well, I invited a friend of mine who I knew would care about the cause who is blue with a bit of green. And so even though a lot of the people at the event might have leaned toward a specific disc profile, just because that was where they leaned doesn't mean that the people that they were inviting necessarily fit within that same one. Because we all have people that we know who are just a little bit different than us, which is fantastic. But just because you're inviting 50 people who all who you assume all have the same disc profile because you're assuming based on their outward expression, not their inward motivation, Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that the people that they bring as their plus one or their plus two are going to be the exact same as them. Right. So you need to make sure that you are including some information that's going to help or going to hit every person in the population versus saying, my dream donor is X, therefore they are the only people we will talk to. Because that's just an unwise... um, decision to really double down and basically instead of saying, yes, we know who our dream person is, but we'll also include other people who understand our vision and mission and do that instead of saying, we know who our dream person is and our goal is to exclude everyone else. <laughs> like,
0: right, right, right. You want to have an inclusion-based <laughs> target demographic mm-hmm. rather than an exclusion-based target demographic. Like You still want to make sure that you are doing a like an over-the-top job. With your, it's it's not about like you do a good job with your target demographic and you just ignore the rest. It's you do a good job with everybody and you go crazy making it awesome mm-hmm. for your target. Yes, that's that's really the strategy that you need to take. So just remember, it's not about trying to make it even across all the different personality types. It's not about trying to um, do one and then ignore the rest. It really is thinking how can I create an experience that attr- like massively attracts the right kind of donors for our organization while still making sure that the needs are met? Because here's the other part of it, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, when we gave the examples of different personality types, there's obviously a spectrum. Right. Yeah. So at least, like Lisa was saying, she's red with some blue or whatever. Right. So if you really want to communicate with yellows, for example, you're going to need to still hit reds, blues and greens, because like I'm a yellow with red. So if you if you hit me on yellow and red, I'm in, you know, Mm -hmm. and so you just need to make sure that you're still touching those. And uh, it can really help to do a little bit of research and learning, like, what are the strengths and weaknesses of each of those groups? What do they value? What do they not value?
1: And if you have um, staff board members or even just friends that you trust who do not think the way that you think. Give them your marketing ter- materials or invite them into a planning meeting for the event or whatever it is and just say, I just want to make sure that if you show up to this, you feel like you know what's going on. Like, it doesn't have to be catered to you. We don't have to do something completely different. Like, we know who our target is. Don't say this to them. This is in your brain. <laughs> <you're gonna> communicate <laughs> like We want to make sure that, like, this sounds good to people who aren't just like me, exactly like me. And so get a few people in the room who just see things differently than you and allow them to give feedback Um, and then listen to their feedback. It doesn't mean that you need to go a completely different direction with who your target is, but you want to make sure that if one of these people ended up in the room because someone you invited brought them along, that they're not going to be completely lost going, okay, it's cool that you're accomplishing this, but... What's it really doing? Is it really helping the community? Because chances are, if you're succeeding at the cause that you care about, it probably is helping the community. But it's whether or not the people who are looking at your material and who are hearing what you're going to say are going to be able to put the pieces together through their own lens of seeing the world. Right. And so that's all this is, is recognizing that you have a very unique communication style that you assume everyone else (laughs) thinks like and perceives the world through the same lens Um, and recognizing that just because, you know, some people really like statistics doesn't mean that they don't value stories. And just because someone likes having fun doesn't mean that they don't value knowing that the direction organization is going Is accomplishing something and is successful in its own right, and so make sure that you're really considering all of the different angles and perspectives.
0: Absolutely. If you got questions about this and you're thinking, "Oh man, I, I, I kind of understand where this is going, but I need some more specifics," we'd love to hear from you. Uh, You can always send us an email, Um, and uh, we're just so glad that uh, you've taken the time to to listen today. We're excited about. Uh, what we're talking about next week. So stay tuned to the podcast, but you can send us an email at office at legacybuildersintl.com. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review.
1: To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to legacybuildersinternational.com. That's legacybuildersintl.com.